So, welcome. Um, glad to have you here. John, Dan, and I are, um, my name is Blair, if you don't know me, and um, we're going to get together and we're going to talk, and we're going to do this every now and then and uh, in order to provide some um, uh, some spiritual content, our thoughts around different issues in, in the church, outside of the church, in our world. And uh, uh, yeah, we, did, we look forward to um, being able to just chat. We, we find that the three of us often have some, some really good talks, at least we think they are. And, uh, yeah, you, you, might, you might disagree. Uh, but, um, and at one point in time, some months ago, somebody said we should record these sometime and so we, we've decided we, we're going to do that yep. and um, and see how it goes um, um, my favorite thing though and the whole thing is the, the fact that like Daniel's done the whole thing without his mic in front of him yeah he's done the whole thing there we go hey, hey welcome to the conversation is. buddy <laughs> so um, you know we, we've got some topics picked out for today um, but if you watch this or listen to this and um, you have some topics you'd, you'd like us to talk about and discuss, uh, please let us know. You can contact us at our website, clfcr.com, um, or reach out to us on Facebook or however, and uh, we, we'd love to hear from you. So, um, you know, one of the, all three of us have families, and, uh, um, you know, I, we're happily married, I think, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to make yeah. a joke. You know, is this where yeah. I interrupt with a joke, or do I, you know, yeah. leave this one alone? I'm happily married, and I'm assuming Angela, assuming Angela is as well. But uh, <laughs> I can only speak for myself. <laughs> so, um, uh, you know, and so one of the things that, that we talked about was. Um, you know, family devotions and a family spiritual yeah. life. It, uh, um, you know, I know it's a topic that's important to to many of us, and um, and so yeah, we just want to talk a little bit about what that looks like. And of course, and you know, we're each at different stages yeah. in terms of our our parenting. You know, John with you with really young kids and itty bitty ones. Yeah, you know, and Daniel, you're you're not only fostering, but uh, you know, you got Q and Q's uh, nine now. He's nine years old. Nine, yeah, right. And uh, of course, and now my wife and I have all teenagers, um, and so, so I need lots of prayer. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, and how it shifts and changes, and um, you need all of the prayer. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it, it, I just had this conversation with somebody the other day where um, they were talking about bedtime prayers, right? And I thought, oh yeah, right. Like we haven't we haven't done bedtime prayers and you know, a couple of years now because they, as they get older, yep. right, it's just, you know, when they hit 12 or, you know, 11, 12, like it's just, you, you still pray with them, but it's not, let's tuck you into bread or, and let's pray. It just changes and shifts, right? Like, in fact, our kids often stay up later than us, <laughs> you know, totally. so, uh, so they, they could tuck me in and pray over me, but it's very different. So, <laughs> um, I feel like you don't want to have that happen until you're like really old and then it gets dangerous. <laughs> Yeah, some days I feel like I'm there. But uh, <laughs> um, so I just want to talk a little bit about, I guess, um, you know, what we do or what you found that works or uh, doesn't work. And um, yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because t- we were talking about this beforehand a little bit too. And, and, you know, like one of the things I found personally, like when I think about family devotion specifically, um, is over and over again, this kind of like this driving need to um, do it perfectly. I, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's this, mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, I know it's a false expectation and I know it's like a false 
thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know about you guys, but like I often find like uh, specifically as a pastor, a lot of people they expect um, that we. You I mean you guys maybe can speak to this as well? I feel like people expect me to do it perfectly, and so it's really made me think like, oh man, like. Uh, Sometimes I'm terrible at this. Yeah. Uh, and uh, somehow you're supposed to know what you're doing, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I'm gonna be perfect myself in this moment. But I'll be honest. Like one of the things that like I personally really settled on um, in in the whole conversation is, um, you know, like Deuteronomy talks about like write it on the wall, put it on their forehead, put it on your door frame. Teach your race. Basically, the concept is raise your kids in the way you want them to go, and they'll go that way. Um, but I actually think it's a little bit more. I think it's a little bit more than just like raising your kids to go away. I actually think it's emulating a life you want them to live. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is that I often think that we, we spend a lot of time trying to correct behavior rather than trying to correct our own behavior. Um, because really, at the end of the day, we only have control over self. Like we can't make anybody do anything. When our kids are little, we can because mm-hmm. you know God actually says he gives us. Deuteronomy actually says we are given our kids. Um, they're given to us, uh, but only for a short time. And then at some point they have to become an adult, you know, and there's this age of accountability throughout scripture, you know, uh, modern, modern day, uh, Jews would celebrate a bar mitzvah when they become a, a, a or a, what's the other one? Uh, bat a bat mitzvah, yeah. a bar mitzvah, a bat mitzvah. Thank you very much. Where they become a, an adult. Right, and then their actions are actually their own responsibility. So from their own actions, they're judged. They're no longer um, they're no longer based in their parents. And so, I've often thought back on this and and really come down to if I want my son and my daughter, the two kids that we currently have, to actually like follow Jesus and love Jesus forever, um, I actually need to love Jesus now. I, I need to love Jesus more than I've ever loved Jesus, if that makes any sense at all. Um, and what I mean by that is, like, I, I really need to take time to read my Bible in front of them, right? Like, I need to take time to pray in front of them. I need to take time and show them that my relationship with Jesus is super important. However, because my kids are super little, I don't have to make them do the same. I don't know about you guys. What do you, what do you guys think on that because i know like a lot of times there's this this idea that we have to make our kids good christians mm. you know what i mean like we have to make them into ideal christians where i i think really for me i need to become an ideal christian yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they're going to want to do what i'm doing yeah I, I years years ago um in pastoring and it and it translates to parenting is uh, I, I came across the the phrase from a John Maxwell, I think, he, he says, you know, you teach people what you know, but you reproduce who you are. Yeah. And I, I think that goes exactly to parenting as well, right? You can teach them what you know, and they'll decide whether or not they want to engage that, believe that, but you reproduce who you are. So setting the, the example, the lifestyle, um, demonstrating it, you know, uh, has, I think has a much deeper impact as they watch you uh, pray and, and worship and you know serve God serve other people as um, but you know as they watch you um, walk through tough times you know um, and yeah, it, you yeah. know like that that all says something to them right and um, and of course then where they're how you treat them how, how you treat them right um, has huge huge impact yeah um, yeah 
Well, absolutely. When you, when you, even when you look at your own life and, and the way that you do things, and I don't think I'm the only person that would, would recognize that when you uh, are maybe dealing with conflict or when you're, or you're just approaching life and you, and you have to solve a problem, uh, that um, people or the way that you, the way that you do that often emulates the same way that your parents did it. Um, and uh, I know for myself, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll catch myself in, in the middle of like an act and I'll be like, that's my dad or that's my mother, right? Um, and, and I'm so far removed from uh, childhood uh, and so far removed from even the same province that, that they're in. Um, but yet that's still, that still like shows up constantly. Yeah. Uh, and I'll find myself sounding like my dad or sounding like my mom, <laughs> that's funny, right? Yeah. And uh, anyways, I think that, like, the, that when, when it comes to like, uh, the relationship that... Um, my parents have with Christ, I'm really glad that they were able to show me some of those things. I don't think they were trying to teach me a good majority of the time, but, but they definitely were. And so, mm-hmm. um, like, it's nice to, you know, go out of your way and like, open your Bible uh, in front of your kids, right, and, and, to, and to show them and, uh, how, how to do that, um, because then later in life, it, it may be the, their way of reproducing some of the behaviors um, and th- that you did and yeah. that you might you might be able to get that but totally. it's not necessarily tried and true yeah. no well i mean like one of the things that like i i get up early so i get up at six or earlier in the morning every morning because i'm a crazy person and uh and if you're a fellow crazy person you know who you are <laughs> and uh and uh, i get up early and one of the reasons i do is i actually want to i want to get my Bible prayer time in before my kids are awake because it's really hard. It is so hard to have like a good relationship with God when there's a ton of distractions around. Mm -hmm. And so I've just, that's what I've decided that I'm going to do. I get up early. I have the coffee like brewed for when I wake up and uh, I grab a coffee and I read my Bible. But Ellen and I were, my wife and I were having this conversation where they actually never see me reading my Bible because I always do it before they wake up so that when they wake up, I can give them all the attention in the world, right? Thinking that's the right way of doing it. When in reality, it's actually sometimes important for me to just take my own time and then wait till they're awake and show them that I'm reading my Bible. Yeah, yeah. And intentionally just not give them attention, not in a bad way, but show them how important it is to me by saying, hey, you know what, actually... I'm just reading my Bible right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's not a crime to be busy in front of your kids. No. Right? And this is like the the center of your life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. you got to show them that. Um, but yeah, it's hard. Well, yeah. it, it, takes you do, it takes you doing it. Yeah. And like, like, and it's, I'll be honest, those days that I do that, um, I get very little from what I'm reading uh, because I, I have a child like on my head, you know, like literally my son Lewis is a climber and he, he's like on my shoulder or climbing on my head and like trying to push me over so that he can climb on me and flop on me. So like, and I'm like, buddy, I'm trying to read my Bible, <laughs> like half on the ground. But I'll be honest, like I find this is just me, maybe, maybe some other guys feel this way too i actually get i get joy knowing that he's going to know that his dad actually does that yeah yeah, yeah. it's a good sacrifice right for yeah that. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i i think thinking of a couple practical things that we did when our girls were little um and um which um might seem silly in some ways one of them in that so we bought each of them um, for their bedrooms. We bought each a picture of Jesus, which, you know, and I understand we might not know exactly what he looks like. Um, but, um, but I very intentionally 
picked like a, a picture where he is smiling like it is a happy picture of Jesus um, and uh, um, you know because almost every painting or picture you see is he's this very serious somber um, you know even stern Jesus and um, you know or he's on a cross or something and it, and what I really wanted to uh, so from a very young age they all had a picture of, of him in in their room and uh, and my whole goal with the smiling, you know, with Jesus being smiling and happy was, was to affect their mindset about yeah. who he is and what he's like and his, yeah. his approachability. Um, like that, again, I, that might seem silly, but I, I, it was a very intentional decision um, of putting it up in their room. And, and we talk about it on, on occasion. And um, but it, it, so that was one thing like a, a practical choice in terms of um, trying to shape how they viewed God and, um, and, and who Makes they sense. thought he was. Um, and the, the next thing was um, uh, we, on a week, at least once a week, we would, um, especially as they, they grew up, um, well, they are still growing up, but I mean, when they were kids and, and um, before they were teens, we haven't done it for a little while. Um, but what, at least once a week, we would bless them. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, that's a good one. And so, uh, uh, whether it was like something right out of scripture or just um, you know just something from the heart, and uh, it, we would do it after dinner. And so it would, it would only take a couple minutes. And sometimes it it, um, it was completely hairy and would break down. And by the time we were done, I think Angela and I would be like frustrated. And, you know, kind of, <laughs> yeah, I bless you. Uh, you know, but uh, um, you know the the, the, <laughs> the you know because they're you know they're kids. Oh, and, get um, back here! I want to bless you. Yeah, right. <laughs> Sit down. You're going to be blessed. In Jesus' name. <laughs> and, uh, you know, um, and it, it literally felt like that. It literally was that sometimes. But um, uh, um, the, the goal was a couple things. Um, you know. Our world has so much negativity, right? And kids are, are constantly being told they're not good enough. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, girls are told they're not, they don't look right. And, and so are boys, you know, very much now. And, um, but, you know, um, and so the whole goal of it was just a, a even just a few moments of um, speaking God's blessing over them that, that they, yeah. you know, they, they're who they're supposed to be, that they're the gender they're supposed to be, that, that God has something great in mind for them. Like, it, it doesn't have to be super um, eloquent or it just has to be from your heart. And, it, and each kid was, you know, maybe a minute or two. Um, and uh, um, I'm actually convinced today that that, that, was, um, that that had a lot to do with shaping our, our kids Hmm. mindsets and hearts um of course it does yeah i mean it has to like when you you calling out god inside of them you know like anytime that you um i think this works a lot uh even just in our you know use the term common language uh in in our relationship and conversation with people just our neighbors common language is so important right and like meaning that what we believe in actually is relevant today yeah. and, and putting it in a, a term or a language that makes sense. Yeah. And, and so to use the expression of calling out of your kids, their identity and actually speaking out what Jesus has placed inside of them. I mean, that's like, that's like, 
that's exciting stuff. Because mm-hmm. when you live from that, it's like, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah and it, it, it creates a, the idea is to create a foundation in them, right? And um, you think the Bible teaches, you know, teach a child the way they should go, right? And, um, and, and, and when they're old, they won't depart from it. That, that isn't about rules, mm-hmm. right? That, that's about identity. It's about, you know, who am I? Who am I before God, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm his, because he says I'm his. I, you know, I can't do anything to earn it. Um, and, um, and following the rules or not doesn't make me more his or less his, right? Um, it, you know, following the rules is for me and for other people, right? And uh, not, not for him. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like that, that's a practical thing. I, um, a book that, that we used a lot with our kids was um, uh, Here Comes Heaven um, from uh, uh, <laughs> Mike dis- Is that a discipline book? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but uh, I can't remember who wrote it, but. Um, that's sorry. And then Sarah Young has a Jesus Calling for Kids book, and we, we've. Oh, found, I've heard that's very good. Yeah, we have found both those very good, but. Uh, um, and it, it, you know, the idea is that it actually helps them interact with the living God, right? And um, so, you know, goes beyond just knowing the Bible stories, it, mm-hmm. as good as that is, right? Um, uh, well, in like our situation with the kids in our home, um, uh, for those of you that don't know, Ashley and I are, are, are foster parents, uh, and uh, the, we've had numerous kids come through our home that don't know mm-hmm. about God, but, but mm-hmm. quickly want to know about God. Uh, and, and we want them to know about them too, right? And so we actually have to often start with the Bible stories. Yeah, sure. Um, this is very common for us to, um, when we're, as we're getting to know kids, um, be reading every single night, literally every single night. We don't escape a night without really doing this, uh, like our bedtime routines where we pray and, and read from the Bible. Um, and uh, they, as they get to know the stories, sometimes we make our way through like a, like one children's Bible and then we'll go through the next children's sure, Bible, yeah. right? And we, we get those stories down because <laughs> so they good. don't they don't know, right? They don't know who Noah is or Joshua or Abraham yeah. um, and uh, they don't know, you know, what God is really like. Uh, some of them have not even understood the name Jesus, yeah. right? And yeah, so, totally. uh, and all of a sudden you're, you're doing a, an element of parenting alongside explaining who God is. Um, and uh, I think it's really neat that because uh, it, it, well, it's, I guess it's like a practice for me it, that uh, not a lot of adults also don't know about God as well, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, you, you kind of have to start somewhere, right? And um, uh, when you're raising kids of your own, as you guys have yeah. done, you're probably not sure when you explain some of the concepts of who God is to them, right? But eventually they get it, yeah. right? Although there's a certain graduation between when you know about the Bible and, and a ch- children, teenagers, adults alike have to kind of graduate from knowing about the Bible and about who God is um, and, and the storyline, right, um, into uh, getting to know God. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we haven't explored uh, the getting to know God as much with the kids in our home over time, what are some of the things that you guys have done with your kids for them to be able to get to know mm-hmm. God? Yeah, uh, that's a good question um, because it has to translate, right? And um, and of course, it, it's also a partnership with God, right? As um, you know, uh, yeah. God describes His own word as a seed, right? So as yeah. you teach them the stories, um, you know that sometimes well, you can't always translate the the, the application to them. 
because you don't know if they're old enough or they can quite grasp it. And that's valid, right? right? Um, but God knows, right? And God, when the seed's planted, God, of course, the Holy Spirit comes along and he waters it and he helps it mature. So you have to trust God in the midst of it. And, I'm, you know, um, any of us as parents, of course, parenting is, boy, parenting teaches you lots about trusting God, doesn't it? And uh, um, so that's, that's an aspect of it. Um, the... Um, uh, that for me, I know another aspect would be um, just talking to my kids as they grew, as best I could in terms of explaining um, about a relationship with God, that it was important to me, you know, yeah. just like John describing him reading, you know, reading my Bible in front of in front of them because I'm saying this is this is what's important to me um, and then saying, you know, and as your parents, um, I, I want this to be important to you, too, because God loves you. Um, yeah. he wants to have a relationship with you. I, um, uh, you know, I, I was youth pastor for a long time and I used to say to my youth group and then later said to my kids, um, because I, I just think it's a solid thing as I'd say outside of the decision to follow Jesus, um, you know, the next important decision you'll ever make is, is who you're going to marry. Um, but the, the point being that, um, you know, saying them like this is the most important decision you'll ever make is, mm-hmm. is totally. about knowing Jesus, yeah. and uh, so talking to them about their priorities, about their life, and um, uh, demonstrating relationship. Um, you know, go, going back to the like blessing them on a weekly thing, uh, or like on a weekly basis. Um, one of the things we learned real quick was that um, you know, if you had mistreated your child somehow in that week, it was really hard to bless them. Oh, that never yeah. happens. Yeah, right. yeah no, uh, not that I ever did that. I was yeah. never We don't have that problem. Oh, yeah, no, I've never made mistakes, I've uh, had bad days. Um, no. But it's really hard to bless them, right? So you, um, you, have to, you have to say you're sorry, right? You have to repent. And, yep. and that is relational, that's relational, right? Yeah. And, um, and so it's I, difficult you, is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> right? Um, and it's moving out of rule-based, faith into a relational faith yeah. right um and um and it's demonstrating that for them so um uh and then i i also um i would i would take moments where i had them alone you know because we, we have four right and so being alone wasn't very often to be honest but uh i and i'd i'd have questions i'd ask them based on you know um like faith-based questions what do you think about this with God? And what do you think about that? And cause I want to hear their, their answer. Um, but I also have in yeah. my mind, right? Like totally. a, something, a, a direction I want to lead them. Totally. Right. Um, yeah. You want, you got to lead them, right? Like that's part of, I think parenting is leading, yeah. leading them down the road to, to think on their own, right? Cause they got to make their own decision in the end. Right. Mm-hmm. As much as that's really difficult, even for me and Ellen, I've had lots of conversations about this, you know, God was the best parent in the world. Mm-hmm. And look how we turned out. Because <laughs> kids, like, just being honest, like, if God was the best parent that could ever exist, because he's God the Father. We're supposed to be giving people hope here. Oh, sorry. Now. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a good point, though. Um, but, like, and so, like, there's this, there's this, like, <laughs> It, the kids are going to make their own choices in the end, right? But they're going to make choices based uh, based in what they've based on what they've seen. And so, like for what you said, Daniel, like the question you asked, honestly, I think what we have done, and 
and we're still, our kids are still little. So like explaining things is really difficult in this mm. moment, right? It's more showing than yeah. it is explaining because we, we can't really explain anything to our kids. Even my daughter, she's a little bit, she's got quite a high intellect. Like she can understand. She, like the other day she asked us, and you'll like this one, we're, we're walking somewhere. And she says, um, how do mermaids poop? <laughs> you know, she's three. I'd like to hear the answer four. to that. <laughs> <laughs> I too have high intellect. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I too. Now we're curious. <laughs> I'm just gonna say I gave her a very logical answer. Fish somehow figure it out. I'm sure mermaids do as well. Uh, I bet she funny. did. Well, my point being, my point being is that, like, even with her, with her, like, she's, she's quite a thinker, right? She's quite a deep, like, that's a pretty deep thought for a four-year-old. Um, a very edgy, very reasonable thought. Um, but even her in, in that space, like, I had to, it, like, we have to just basically moderate how much we tell her. Because it's, it's difficult for a four-year-old to really grasp the whole concept. And I think that's one of the reasons that, like, uh, it would go back to the Jews and their age of accountability yeah. and like this thing because they're not they're not actually old enough to grasp the entirety of God yet. Like mm -hmm. he, I mean, I don't, and uh, I'm not saying I'm much more than 12 or 13. But my point being that um, I don't feel like I've grown up too much. Uh, <laughs> but my point being that like realistically, I, I think for little kids, it's less about teaching them, and it's more about um, calling out their identity. Yeah. And then also setting expectation, like rather than rules, just set expectations. Like, so one of the things that we do in our house is we read the, the there's the Jesus Bible, super fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's actually called the Jesus Bible. It's for kids, super great resource. I'd mm -hmm. highly recommend it if you have little kids. Um, they're great stories to read for like a three or four year old. They super, super good stories to read. Um, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we just got to show them more than anything just show them what it means to believe in jesus and and i don't know this is something my parents did well i thought in my own life um is uh be okay to be vulnerable when things aren't going well in your life because yeah. your yeah. kids know when things aren't going well yeah just plain and simple because yeah. you're probably pretty irritable like and, and lots of times yeah without like in, in a parent's mind or an adult mind you don't realize that your kids are actually internalizing that, like your day not going well, and wondering if it's somehow their fault, because that's that's just how kids are, yeah. right? And so if you don't address it, they they're often thinking that it's their fault somehow, and uh, especially if you live in a more rules based home. Oh yeah. Um, and so they're wondering what they've done to make you unhappy. So if you can explain it, um, and, and so it does a couple things. It it, it um, lifts any kind of um, condemnation off them, Absolutely. but also demonstrates to them that not only are mom and dad human, but hey, I'm watching my parent walk through something hard and and, uh, um, and you get to demonstrate, you know, and show them God in, in the midst of it. It's, um, yeah, it, you know, so it's good. So what you're saying makes a it, lot of sense. It, it, so it's funny you say that because it just happened to me, I guess, three or four days ago now. And uh, I super, I made a mistake uh, on something I was doing and I was so frustrated about it. Like I was just so frustrated because it's an important thing that I'm trying to, I was trying to get done. And I'm like, just so upset that I made a mistake. And, 
I, you know, like, what's this gonna, how much is this gonna send me back, et cetera, et cetera. And I was just, yeah. and, and I was hanging out with my kids uh, on the weekend in the morning, and I'm, uh, Ella was, was out of the house, and Evelyn asked me, so my oldest daughter, she, again, she's four in October, she says to me, she says, are, are you frustrated with me? Are you mad at me? And I'm like, no, I'm actually mad at myself, um, and I'm taking it out on you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which isn't fair. And I said that to her. I said, it's not fair. I'm just having trouble yeah, not... No, no parent's ever done that. I'm having trouble not <laughs> taking it out on you. And I don't want to take it out on you. And I'm, I'm not frustrated. But she asked me probably five or six times. And I gave her the same response every time. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, actually up, I'm actually upset with myself. You've done nothing wrong. Um, but it was, felt good for me uh, in no way, shape, or form. Except for... <laughs> yeah. Except yeah. for the fact that she was okay to talk to me. That was the only thing that I was like, yeah. well, I'll take that away from it because the fact that she was willing to even say like, hey, you know, like, yeah. is there something wrong? Have I done something wrong? There's some freedom there. So right. I, I hope that that's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feels bad though as a parent, right? Terror. That kind of mistake. Just, and you got to go and apologize to your kids after. And Yeah, well, I think a big part of like doing... Uh, devotion having a relationship with God in front of your kids uh, if you want to do that well you have to be humble and we have to be humble before God right um, we have to be humble in front of our spouse and we have to be humble in front of our kids um, and if we if, if we don't uh, it just gives them all the more reason not to trust um, the actions that we take uh, in our, like, our relationship with God right yeah. um, and because uh, like, when they get older, they catch on. They they know full well yeah. that you're taking it out on them, <laughs> yeah, even I, though they're not the root of the problem, right? As, as yeah. like a younger child, they don't get it. But but when when they get older, they certainly will. And and if you're not doing that well, um, then they don't have much of a reason to trust. Yeah, I, I just as you're saying that, it, it sparked a, a thought in me that, um, I, which I as my kids have gotten older, I have been more open and um, about mm-hmm. them, with them about. Um, about my, you know, what I struggle with or what, um, yeah, my character flaws and, you know, because they know. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, it's obvious to them and give uh, them a checklist. They'll fill it out. Yeah. Up. Right. And, um, and yet lots of times parents don't, don't do that. Like, and so it does take you, it does take humility, right? Um, uh, parents try to maintain a, you know, a perfect aura, uh, but your kids see right through it. Oh, and, yeah, absolutely. Um, they do. Yeah, like they know when you're having a bad day and they know your character flaws and they, you know, um, and so I find it much better. It's much more relational to say like, I, you know, this is dad's dad knows he has this issue and I'm working on it with Jesus. I am trying and I'm sorry that sometimes it affects your life. Um, I'm trying not to let it. And so it's a, it's a really good point um, that, uh, you know, that humility and um, and the demonstrating of the dependence upon God, right? That I, that I need Him, and I and I don't ever not need Him. Like I'm always in need of God, right? And uh, um, because sometimes you know kids do think their parents know everything and that their parents are perfect. And of course, then as they grow up, it that gets dispelled some. But parents don't move past the hey I know everything stage right your kid grows up and you don't <laughs> so, yeah, no kidding. yeah no kidding right so it's good for them yeah to, to see that so, so I, have, I have a question for you guys so what if you could have one piece of advice for parents at home maybe who are watching mm-hmm. this um, when it comes to just spirituality and devotions and just kind of like 
when it comes to like spiritually raising your kids, um, or, or maybe even another piece of advice, what would you, what would be like one thing that you wish someone had told you that you've had to maybe navigate or figure out? That's hard. Uh, I'll, I'll give you mine. So I, I wish that someone, uh, and, and we've coming to figure this out. Um, I wish someone had told me that you're going to screw your kids up. And so to not take it as, to, to take it as it, like the Bible talks about it as being like a really important responsibility, but not taking it so seriously. Yeah, that's good advice. Um, Be, because like we're go, we're going to screw it up somehow because I am not, I actually am not perfect. I, I, yeah. I know that God is leading me to perfection and I'm willing to follow him on that path because mm-hmm. um, I've been made perfect and he just wants me to realize that and I haven't yet. Um, <laughs> so I, I, it's funny, I was thinking a very similar thing. Um, you know, Angela and I were a little older. Um, we were 29 when we had our first kid and 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 God had done a lot of deep work in our lives previous to that, and um, and so we noticed with Abigail we were trying so hard to be perfect, hmm. um, to not screw her up, <laughs> right? and and it uh, within somewhere within the first few years we actually noticed that our striving to be perfect to never make a mistake with Abigail was actually affecting her. Yeah, absolutely, um, and. Uh, where she felt like she had to do everything right and perfect. And, uh, oh, wow. and yeah, and it was never our intent, right? Our intent was like, we don't want to hurt you, wound you. We want to be better than us. <laughs> yes, we're right? going to make you better than <laughs> and, us. And, uh, and it was like, and then it was, very, I remember because we were living in Chatham and I can remember it was a very sobering day for Angela and I where we went, oh, we need to let ourselves off the hook here. Yeah. That, that we are going to make mistakes and that God is good enough, gracious enough you know, forgiving enough of us and he'll be there in the same way that he's helped us through our deep issues. He'll help, you know, our kids through their, through their, through their issues, right? That, that's where that trusting God mm-hmm. um, comes in, right? Because you, you, as a parent, you try so hard to protect your kids, but you can't protect them from everything. No, anymore, not right? at all. Uh, um, yeah. And it's actually not good to protect them either. Like some no, things, they, they actually need to learn, right? they should go through. Like heartache, heartache teaches so much, right? Like that process of, of, you know, one of the things that we're we're attempting in parenting. And sorry, Daniel, and just jump one more yeah, thing no here. But uh, one of the things that we're trying in parenting is is it's called I can't remember. My wife reads all the books and then gives me cliff notes. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, so Ella Ella should be here having this conversation. Oh, yeah. so. uh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I have a very good memory, though. Oh. <laughs> uh, is simply that, like, it's good for kids to um, to to basically um, reap their own reward. It's good for them to see, like, so for instance, a good example of it's pouring rain outside and they don't want to put a jacket on. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that's a good. It's safe. My mom used to always call it safe. Make sure it's safe, a, eh? yeah. um, and make sure that like the consequence isn't so great that it's going to damage them. And then if they want to experience the consequence, let them. Yeah. And the consequence should relate to the, to the action. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there should be some safety there too, because you're still parent, you're still the parent. Like at the end of the day, I'm still the parent. I still, yeah. But if it's the difference of going out with a jacket out in the rain, well, Hey, that's your choice. Maybe next time you'll choose 
to put a jacket and gum boots on rather than sandals and a dress. Yeah, pain and discomfort is a good teacher. It is. Whether we like to admit it or not. Yeah, and it's, and it's again, but it's safe. Yeah. And that's okay. It's okay to do things that are safe to help teach your kids. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that if I were to kind of echo any, any advice, it would be in, in line with what you guys said, uh, and that would be that uh, um, it, it's okay to make mistakes. In fact, it's okay to make a lot of mistakes. It takes a long time for a child to grow up. Um, and uh, when they grow up, they're going to make some mistakes too, right? But, but ideally, um, ideally, if your kids make less mistakes than, than you made, <laughs> right? I think, I think a good leader in any situation passes on uh, the lessons that they've learned, the mistakes that mm. they've made, so that the That's next person doesn't um, make those same mistakes. Uh, that can be like in a professional world, but that also can apply to your family. Uh, and so it's okay to make those mistakes because even as you're making mistakes in front of your kids, they're learning from those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that humility piece kind of comes into it. You have to be um, willing to learn and, and, and own up to the mistakes or learn from and, and own up to the mistakes that you do make, um, preferably in front of your kids. Yeah. Um, or at least be willing to do that in front of your kids. Maybe not every time. <laughs> I'm sure, that, sure there's room for that to be private as well, right? Um, and, uh, uh, and alongside your spouse, um, I'm sure there's some people that maybe you're doing parenting, uh, without a spouse, but if you you do have a spouse, uh, you use them to, to keep you humble and keep them humble as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Well, this has been a good discussion, guys. Um, yeah, absolutely. Appreciate hearing what you guys have to say. Um, yeah. So, uh, we hope that you've enjoyed this and, uh, we'll be doing it again soon. Yeah. Again, um, if you'd like to give us some ideas or things you'd like to hear, um, topics you'd like to see covered, please let us know. At, um, contact us through our website, clfcr.com. And uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you again next time. Have a nice day. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun.